0: So the big question is this, how do entrepreneurial salespeople like us who have traditionally sold a loan and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answer. Oh my heavens! Today it's sales in the car. Something on my mind that's just bugging the crap out of me. I just wanted to get off my chest. It's this idea of the handoff between, um, you know, business development or sales development reps and. Um, and, and account executives I mean it's messy you guys If you've got that team And you don't think it's messy You need to go examine it because um, It could probably Like a hundred percent When I say probably I mean probably like a hundred percent That's a lot of probably It's There's going to be problems I mean I've just not come into an organization that I've ever seen Have this totally um, just dialed in And it could be in varying levels It could be the compensation It could be the criteria to move From one stage to another There is no Technology for this So if you're looking to be an entrepreneur and you want to provide a quick tool Like a quick app on the App Exchange, Please build something like this Um I know a lot of people are like, oh my Salesforce team Could do something like this, yes They never will Um So if you really want it to work You're going to have to do it manually Um, because I've just not someone I've not seen someone be able to do this In an automated fashion Will there be a time Um, that the handoff between Business development is similar To the handoff between marketing And business development Meaning will there be a score Will there be an MQL Will there be an acceptance process Um, Much like a serious decision espouses I believe there will Absolutely be that At some point This objective Sales reps choosing just what goes into their pipeline I know I know a lot of you are going to be like Obviously the sales rep Has to choose You know and accept stuff that go Goes into their pipeline And You know maybe we should spend a second on that Because I'm not Um, I'm not saying they shouldn't I mean a sales rep ultimately needs to own their pipeline Like a business development needs to own their prospecting pipeline What I'm arguing for um, Is that You need something that automatically moves Somewhere And then a rep has the ability To um, Certainly kick it out Or take it further Um, But what we have right now, and, and that would be just like the marketing process. So if you're familiar with what a best practice marketing to sales development process looks like, you would have somebody would fill out a lead form. Let's go that direction for a second. That lead would then be scored, ideally through demographic, firmographic, predictive elements, you name it, you try to throw it on there. If it hits that gate, a stamp is, is automatically put on it, and that stamp says this is a marketing qualified lead. It, it has met the standards that everybody in the organization has agreed upon. Now, once that moves forward, a sales development rep will pick that up, has to pick it up. There's an SLA in most organizations, and there's flags and emails that go out um, if it's not responded to, you know, in a certain time frame. That, that business development rep can accept it or reject it just you know sometimes you'll get a Mickey Mouse comes in and they fill out Mickey Mouse is the name but it's got everything else is right it's some fake company um, or it's a number you know that looks funky something that the system couldn't pick up so they're able to accept or reject that and um, and then they put a reason for it and you have this process that works fairly well Well, I say fairly because don't get me wrong; it's never perfect. I get it, but boy, is it one hundred thousand times better than the sales development to sales. Because let me let me walk you through what this this current process looks like. Um, Marketing most likely has forced sales or drawn up some sort of criteria that's housed who the heck knows where in what a qualified. Sales Qualified Opportunity, S-Q-O, um, or some version of that, looks like. So marketing's written it up. Sales is loosely agreed to it. Um, they'll never hold their people accountable to it. They probably didn't have any feedback on it. If they did, they didn't spend a lot of time. So marketing had to do that because ultimately, or I say marketing, but you know sales development, whether that rolls into marketing or sales Ultimately, sales development's paid on it, so they care about it. So you have some loose criteria that's on some dock that nobody knows where it is. You probably have two or three versions hanging around because um, everyone everyone kind of has their own, own own ideas of what good and bad looks like. And then you've got these sales development reps who make the phone calls, do the email, try to gather this information, set up an appointment... And it's so you know, it's just a it's an elongated process. They they update a lead status once they once a prospect has agreed maybe to a meeting. Then they have create an opportunity or they'll create an appointment depending on the model that they run. And then that opportunity, um, uh, we need an actual event in not just in in Salesforce or in the CRM, but you needed an Outlook. Um, you get the Zoom or the go to meeting. you send that over. Okay, great. Now you hold the meeting. The sales rep basically <clears throat> can have a good call or a bad call, can show up or not show up depending on what their pipe looks like. If they're like, I've got too much in my pipe, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to even show up to these meetings. Um, and at the, you know, during the meeting, um, this discovery call is... Um, you know sadly never coached it is um you know you get all these salespeople. we all think we know what we do really well and so no training is provided it's just like run run a discovery call the way you think you've always done it so you've got sales people all over the place on these discovery calls um at the end of it you know a sales rep then um There'll be an email exchange between a business development or a sales development rep And (laughs) Terrible Uh, And and I'm just summarizing hundreds of processes I've seen, you guys So don't take this offensive Look, I'm a sales and marketing person So I can rip on them both I can do both Um, (laughs) Right? I think I can Anyways, um Then you get these weird email exchanges, some awkward conversations between a sales development rep begging a sales rep, you know, look, I met this criteria. The sales rep says that's not the criteria for me. Every sales rep I've ever talked to. Let me tell you what my uh, qualified opportunity um, criteria is. I love, love, love that line. Let me tell you what mine is. And it's always like, what? Does your organization not have one? (laughs) <laughs> they do, but again, it's lost in some portal, and or you'll have a sales rep pull up some version of it from you know a couple years ago that that they want. Anyways, no, most sales leaders do not hold reps accountable for this part of the process. Just a lot of um, stage ones aren't even in the pipeline. You know, most traditional sales leaders kill it when it comes to that bottom, bottom of the funnel. Call it three, four, and five, or maybe even four and five. That's what the Friday forecast's all about. What's 30, 60, 90 days out? Nobody is talking about stage twos, stage ones, wherever you're kind of in that SQO world. Um, so this is just between a lonely sales development rep. And, uh, and an account executive and the account executive wins 99.9 you know percent of the time, just based on what whatever they kind of feel like. And that is why most organizations may not realize it, but boy, do they have a big problem in that area of the sales process. So there is a lot that needs to be fixed in that. I have a whole, uh, I have a whole slew of documents, I have a whole slew of talk tracks about how to think through this, and I believe um, deep down that because sales development is not going anywhere, it's growing rapidly, you'll see more technology, more best practices, uh, more SLAs put in place as organizations try to figure this out, uh, because again, whether you know it or not, it is not working. I call it the discovery score, and it's a tool I've used um, a few different times in organizations, and I don't think it solves everything, but it solves one piece of it. And it's a way to help structure the discovery call. And again, this is gonna be the very end of that kind of handoff process. It's when the sales development sets up the meeting and the meeting actually happens the question is what does a great discovery call look like and there's going to be some differences depending on if you're selling widgets versus selling you know large 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 transactions but This idea allows you as a manager, or truthfully a rep, I I have my reps fill this out, Um, even some of our sales development reps will go through this, more eyes the better, to try to figure out if a discovery call Went well or not. So, the evaluation form gives you that structure to, to see that. And then, as part of the evaluation form, you need a little bit of a training on what good and bad looks like. But boy, can this make a big difference because it, it really starts to hold the account executive and the sales development rep accountable for a good discovery call because, yes, you are scoring those. Um, and those are ultimately attached to a Salesforce record. And that, when something is measured, yeah. <laughs> It is improved. So let us let me just go through it real quick. So I call it Discovery Score. Um, I always like to put on it the sales development rep name. I like to have the opportunity ID. You'll need the actual call recording, wherever that may be, and then you'll need the account executive name um, as kind of a last piece there. So the first part of it is, and most people forget about this, is this concept of reframing. And a reframe needs to just be one to two minutes long, um, And it really is providing an overview of the previous session. So think about this needs to be done by the sales development rep. They're the one who has to own this. And it should sound something like this. Hi, John. This is BD Rep, you know, XYZ name there. We spoke on Thursday, and I have my account executive on the phone here as well. The account um, executive's name is John Doe. We will do introductions here in just a minute, but I first wanted to quickly reframe our conversation from Thursday. The business development sales development rep would then do that. They'd do a quick summary of that call that happened on Thursday and then um, ultimately ask, hey, did I miss anything? And then pass it over to the account executive. Um, You know, I'm going to now pass it over to John Doe and he'll take it from here. Getting that reframe in makes the conversation flow so, so, so much better. So often have I seen account executives get on the phone and ask really terrible questions like, so what made you interested in talking to us today, Bob? And it just, oh my goodness, it just starts the conversation so poorly when you don't have a reframe from the business development rep. This is a great connection point. Two minutes at max, business development rep has to own it, needs a reframe. And I like to have kind of a zero to three scoring on that. You know, did the reframe happen? Was it a full reframe, partial, or none? Okay, great. Next portion is kind of the agenda slash opening statements. Okay, in this section, you're mostly going to cover just two to three things one you actually want to get introductions done you want to see if you can build rapport if possible and then you want to provide an agenda for the call that's going to sound something like account executives now taking over you know thanks mr bd um as bd you know name mentioned um my name is blank and blank account executive here at company xyz um Can you tell me, and then do that introduction, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what hat you wear over at Company ABC, so you get those introductions out of the way, and there might be a little bit of back and forth conversation there, great, Um, and you do want to introduce everybody on the call, you don't want this to go forever, sometimes I've got calls with, you know, five, six, seven, eight people on it, and I'm a big believer, especially if you have a lot of people on your side, as the account executive, just go ahead and make the introductions. Um, For some of the other people Now if you have an executive on the phone That would change Certainly let them introduce themselves But if you've got a couple sales engineers Or an IT person um, It's just better to say I've also got you know Frank on the phone He's one of our IT specialists I've also got Billy And Billy is our uh, strategic consultant And they help here Summarize that Don't spend 20 minutes on this Because ultimately this, This session of kind of building reports Rapport, et cetera, introductions, agenda, shouldn't be more than a couple minutes. Um, Five max, 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 ideally more in like the two, two to three. So you first get those intros out of the way. And then secondly, I love when reps are able to build a little bit of rapport here, you know, so it'll be something like, man, I noticed we're both connected to John Doe. Um, How'd you know him? Or I saw something give a little bit of rapport building maybe get a laugh get a smile make that common connection extremely powerful and then I love when reps are able to make this transition over into something a little bit stronger um, rather than diving directly into a discovery you got to set it up you got to set up what the objective is and what the agenda for the day or for, excuse me, not for the day, for the call is going to look, look like. So it'd be something more like this. So you'd say, great, you know, introductions out of the way. Um, you'd say, you know, I'd like to be in a position by the end of our meeting to either, you know, have you say, yes, you know, let's continue um, this conversation because it looks interesting um, or, you know, this isn't a right fit uh, at this time, and um, you know, we can potentially pick this up later. Does that sound like a good use of our time? Um, Are you comfortable with that? Hopefully they're like, yep, that sounds right. To accomplish that, let me suggest some sort of simple agenda. Let's dive in a little bit about you. I'll ask you some questions. Make sure I understand your business. Then I'll transition and provide a brief overview of who we are um, and how that may you know, affect or impact some of the things you guys do. Then we can talk about next steps. Is there anything else um, you know, you'd want to add or take away from that agenda? Some version of that, and I'm spitballing a little bit here, you guys, as I drive dangerously. Um, Some version of I, I love that overall objective, like, look, want to make sure at the end of this call, if there's if there's a there there, let's do it. If not, not a big deal in order to accomplish that. Let's do some discovery. I'll tell you a little bit about me and then let's talk next steps. It just frames it right. It Just frames the conversation. And I'm biased. This is the, the language of Gabe, I guess, here. Okay, So that then gets you through that agenda or opening statement section. Again, just a couple minutes there. Now you're going to move into your discovery. Um, And this this should be a little longer. Again, if you've got 30 minutes, this is going to be, you know, (coughs) call it maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Um, And I usually like to see a, a couple types of questions, but let's not make them too complicated. One strategic questions. this is gonna be just big picture. Tell me a little bit about your go to market strategy. Tell me about your business. Um, where do you see yourself? What have you been tasked with in the next you know three to twelve months? What does success look like in the next six six to twelve months? Um, you know if you've made some changes, where are you focused specifically? Um, what are some of the key metrics you'd use to govern your business? kind of paint that big picture. Okay. Then you move a little more tactical, and this is more where we would play here at Inside Sales, but, you know, talk to me about the structure of your sales teams. Um, How many sales reps do you actually have? Um, What is the process for building pipeline? How does sales and marketing work together? Um, Are you using different technologies to facilitate any part of that process? And then again, maybe one more extra click on, on some numbers great. You got some, ta- you got some strategic stuff. You got some tactical stuff. And look, I love when people are diving in, you know, um, how do you see that then impacting you, um, dive a little bit deeper, um, into the pain, make sure they, they fill it. You feel uh, all fine. There's a whole books on discovery, but I love when people hit some strategic questions, some tactical questions, then you need to make sure you end Your discovery section with a strong reframe. um, And then you summarize and then you move into the presentation. So you would reframe by saying, okay, let me just provide a quick overview of the discovery session. This is what I heard. Then you'd say, let me summarize that. Boom, 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 boom. Um, Now let's talk about how inside sales could potentially fit in here. Is that okay? You get that permission to move past discovery into um, into presentation now when you get into presentation this is not you know there's also a little bit of an art and a science here I'm a visual person so I do believe you want to show something could be a quick video could be a couple slides. I'm not a big believer in just going through a a demo. I prefer something that's customized to what they've talked about and how you, your solution or services could solve that. So I like to see a couple points hit. Number one, you cannot leave the conversation without them knowing what you do and how you do it. So there better be a strong, just to start, this is exactly what inside sales is. This is what insightsales.com is not. This is how we do it. Um, big believer in hitting customer stories. And again, I'd prefer to see this visually. Um, show them how we demonstrate. Show, show how our customers have excelled, have exceeded some strong revenue marks. Love when people bring in value differentiators here. What are some of the key differences we provide Again, how does that impact you? And then visualizing something around some core benefits. Um, You know, for inside sales, we focus a lot on visibility, productivity, and effectiveness. So, those would be some types of elements you want to bring into that presentation. Um, At the end of the presentation, you want to make sure you leave room for questions. You know, um, before we move forward, any questions you have, anything you'd like to discuss, Um, then you want to really get to the point of again summarizing and I think scheduling that next event terrible 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 if you end a call with the idea of let's exchange some emails let's see if we can set something up man you've got to try to get something hard and that usually is going to be another meeting so ultimately, I, I didn't mean to go through I probably went a little deep into some of that but the discovery score can be a great tool to help you in your BD, your sales development and AE handoff. It's a call evaluation concept to really determine the strengths and opportunities of discovery calls. And it's broken down into these sections. One more time, just an overview. We got SDR opportunity link call link AE. So okay, I got I know what's going on here. Then the first part is really the reframe, just a minute or two, providing an overview of the previous conversation. Then you go into opening statements slash agenda. You're going to introduce both parties, build rapport, provide that agenda. That's just a couple minutes. Again, five max, ideally two to three. You move into a discovery, ten to fifteen minutes. I like strategic and tactical questions, um, with a strong reframe, a summary, and then permission to move forward. And then you move into the solution, and the solution again can be about ten to fifteen minutes. And you're going to want to hit a couple key points, really making sure that people do visualize who you are and what you do. They understand your differentiator. Ideally, they've seen some great big benefits from customers like them. Um, And then ultimately, you're going to then schedule that call to action and really push for that next event. So, guys, more to come on the business development or sales development handoff to account executives. Such a problem in so many organizations. Discovery call could be one tool. All of those questions or sections add up to about... What do we have on ours? I think it's a score out of 15. We have the business development representative fill that out every single time. An account executive does a discovery call, and that is then reviewed. You know, our scoring model, I think, looks something like 12 to 15 points is an A. 9 to 11 is a B. 6 to 8 is a C. Anything below that is, you know, a D. Um... And, and we use that, um, and it's really helped our team to start thinking through how they can work better together because ultimately, you don't want to play sides. You, you just, you, you don't want it. Make it about revenue. Make it about partnership. Um, sales and sales development work when partnerships are strongest. Don't make it about he said, she said. Make it about revenue because um, ultimately... Sales doesn't own opportunities, you know, the company does. Marketing doesn't own leads, the company does. So put your company hat on, make it a strong partnership, and best of luck. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.